Well, greetings, brothers and sisters of the planet Earth. You're listening to the David Connolly Show with me, DC. How on earth are you doing, you crazy rock and roller? You can probably hear the funny echo here, this strange kind of sound. I'm actually in my car, you know. From time to time, I like to just grab the laptop, head out, and find somewhere that looks kind of majestic and do some work when I'm out and about. Why not? You know, why not? We have the technology. So um, I'm out somewhere in a mysterious location out in the car um, and uh, I thought I'd just check in and say hello. How have you been? Everything okay? Let me tell you, I had an incredible morning. Occasionally, about once every 15 years, I think, a technology comes along which is a complete game changer. And this morning, I actually think I managed to check out that game changer. So this is, you know, when I'm talking about something kind of uh, that's a game changer, I mean something that really changes an industry. Probably the last time we had something like that was the iPhone, right? Uh, that was a game changer. If you go back about maybe another, I don't know, 15 years or so, that was when laptops appeared on the scene. And that was a game changer back then. I can remember looking at a laptop saying, what? You're telling me this has got windows and everything? Word processing? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And that, gee man, it seems like yesterday and how things move on. But this morning... I think I checked out a new technology which was absolutely mind-blowing. I was visiting a client of mine. You know, I don't know whether to call them clients sometimes or friends, you know. Because we ended up heading out. It was incredible. The guy's into photography, right? And uh, he was telling me that he was away in this place called Danoon during the weekend. It's a really nice picture squee coastal town in Scotland. And he said, oh, you should have seen the place, man. It had ten bedrooms, this, that. He says, check out the picture. And he showed me this photograph, folks. And it was like from a helicopter. It was looking down and it was incredibly high, you know, like incredibly high. Um, and I was like, all oh, right, you must have been on a helicopter trip. He said, no, this was the quadcopter, you know. I was like, what do you mean? He says, come on, I'll show you. And we headed out to the park. I'm not long back actually from there and i tell you folks the technologies today are unbelievable this thing it was called a, a phantom 2 quadcopter i think the full title is a dj dji phantom 2 quadcopter and i'm telling you man you have never seen anything like this now we've all kind of seen remote control things and all that you know and they're kind of rubbish and they don't have a very good range. This thing is basically, it's like Roswell technology. You sit this thing down, it's got four little kind of helicopter blades on it, and it's got a camera mounted on the bottom. And when this thing flies and when it hovers, I'm telling you right now, this is as solid as a rock. It doesn't, you know, wave all over the place or anything and i do believe that it has some very advanced technologies in there that actually cancel out the wind and cancel out vibration so this thing 
it's it's bizarre, man. It's almost I, I, I'm not joking. It's like an alien technology. It takes off and it is smooth, and you have complete control. I mean, it's absolutely rock solid. This thing. And I was like, well, how far does it go? And he was like, well, well let's check, take a look. Whoosh! I just bashed the roof of the car there. <laughs> and this thing just headed into the distance, you know? And it basically disappeared. It went behind some trees. I was like, geez, oh. And the funny thing is, when you're controlling it, you put your iPhone on the remote control thing, right? So you clip your iPhone on, and you can actually watch where it is live from your phone this is absolutely incredible it it films in hd incredible uh, quality just fantastic you can do like panoramic views of the whole city and all of that uh, they they have a massive range i mean uh, i haven't seen the official number for how far it goes but i think it has a range of well, we had it 750 foot high. That's major height. And we weren't even pushing the limits or anything. But you can also get it going um, away from you. I think well over a kilometre. There's someone on YouTube has got one at a kilometre. But I think you can go further. This thing is absolutely mind-blowing. And that's what I was playing around with. We had a laugh. And... Um, I tell you this, man, you, you get some funny looks from the dog walkers because they're like, what in the name of Sam's Hill is this? I mean, it's practically a drone, you know? And, uh, yeah, so that's what I got up to, to today. And I, I would really, I, I mean, I'm going to get one of these. You know? I don't know what I'm going to use it for. I've been thinking of possible applications for this. And the best I could come up with was maybe if you had it in the car, and there's a traffic jam, you can just switch this on and have a big bird's eye view and then say, okay, we'll go this route, you know? I don't know. Uh, but absolutely fantastic Ola. Anyway, I was going to have a talk about hosting this week because um, I have switched to a new hosting company, you know? And in doing so, I've learned a ton about web hosting and things have changed, things are changing. You know, when you think about it, folks, web hosting has not really changed for about 25 years in terms of how it all works, right? You know, FTP and all of that stuff. Remember Cute FTP and uh, FileZilla and all that? You could go back 20 years and it was pretty much identical. It worked the same way, you know. I'm sure uh, we could stretch that to 25 years pretty much the same. But within the last year or so, in fact, right now, if I'm honest, hosting is going through some major, major changes. The way that you upload files to the web is changing almost daily. And I think that the way we handle web hosting, in just two or three years' time, it will be totally different to what most people are doing just now. I think that um, the future is, well, there's a couple of things. You see, hosting companies have this dilemma, right? Because hosting companies are eager to always have the latest versions of PHP, the latest versions of MySQL, etc. Okay? They want to be 
on the edge of the cutting edge. The problem is, when hosting companies bring out new features, new versions of PHP, new versions of MySQL, and all that, they end up breaking thousands of websites, which is a complete nightmare, right? And I have insider information that there's some changes coming upon us in the PHP universe, which are going to break millions of websites. Do you hear me, people? There are changes coming up that are going to break millions of websites. And uh, this is a dilemma for hosts, you know. So what do you do if you're a hosting company? Do you give everybody the latest version of PHP? Do you stick with the old version of it? What on earth do you do? The answer is revealing because it actually points to the whole direction that hosting's going in. What people are doing, sorry if my microphone levels are all over the place here, but what people, are, the hosts now are doing is they're basically saying, look, here is a virtual server. Now it's not a full server on its own or anything, but it's basically a, you know, a little section of a server somewhere that you can call your own, right? So it's all fenced off from everyone else. And the hosting companies now are saying, right, you choose what you would like to have on this server. So, for example, with the new hosting company who I'm with, I could select from a drop-down and I could choose Ruby, Python, even, even more than that, I could choose Django and Pyramid and this and that. There's about 250 options. One of them happened to be PHP. I mean, it was all there, you know, Drupal, WordPress. Just choose from a drop-down. What do you want, you know? So I chose PHP, and then there was a sub-menu. And it was like, okay, what version of PHP do you want? And you can go to an older version, a new version, and that's the vibe. That's how hosting is going to work. That's the big change. And it's now happening at the DC Radio Network website, and the Insider Club website. And I think any of the regulars will agree that those sites are now going pretty fast, you know, pretty fast. Um, another change with the hosting universe that you're going to see soon is that, you know how with traditional shared hosting, the vibe is, you know, you can get one database, maybe two, uh, one domain for this space, something like that, you know, a couple of subdomains, blah, 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 right? Now, the vibe is, listen, Chico, you can have the virtual server, and what you add to that is up to you. So if you want to have 10,000 databases, you can have them. If you want to have 400 domains hosted here, you can have them as well. And the only limitations are the limitations of your little kind of virtual server. And we're talking about three variables here. We're talking about disk space. We're talking about bandwidth. And we're talking about RAM, you know. So as long as you're within those boundaries, you can add as much as you want. It's a fantastic change. It's going to take some developers a while to get their heads around this stuff. But... I think it's positive, and I think that the way we deal with hosting is, is kind of, it's due a change, right? I mean, come on, guys, we've been doing the same stuff for over 20 years here with this, you know? So, that's another change. Now, the final change with hosting 
that I think is very major and I think that we're all going to be doing this in five years time, right, is with regards to how we upload modifications and, you know, upgrades and all that stuff. You see, right now, if somebody says to you, hey man, can you add a new, I don't know, discount system to the online shop? Well, what you would normally do probably is you would uh, go away and you'd build the thing. Maybe you'd have like four PHP files made that do this. And uh, maybe you'd have a CSS file that needs updated and a couple of images, you know, something like that. Well, right now, or at least the way it works for most of us, is we open up FileZilla or, I don't know, whatever you're into, Core FTP. I don't even know if they still do Cute FTP, Smart FTP, all of that stuff, right? You open that up and you carefully select the files that you've uploaded in the folders and you upload and you upload and you're like, right, this is uploaded. Now, how many times have you uploaded like that? And then you've realized that you forgot to change a file and there's an error pops up. That happens to me every single week. Well, in the very near future, folks, that's all going to be changed. In fact, it already has. There's people doing this all the time. There's people listening to this show who do this. Because the vibe is, you know how we have um, things like Bitbucket and all of that stuff and, uh, you know, GitHub and all of that? Right. <laughs> the, the vibe is, you're soon going to have that stuff attached to your hosting. Can you handle the vibe? So when you update a website, you're not going to be faffing about on, you know, FileZilla dragging from this folder and that. Oh, and I mustn't forget to do that. That's not going to happen. Very soon, you're going to just be working on something and then you're going to head into, in my case, I'm using Tower here, but whatever it may be, you know, for handling uh, all of that git malarkey and you're going to just basically hit a button that says commit and then send to the server you know actually you'll stage it first i don't want to go off in one but you'll basically do two or three clicks and very intelligently the files that you have worked on will be uploaded so that's kind of um the way hosting is going and i'll tell you something folks it's a buyer's market you know it really, really is a buyer's market. I have an incredible hosting arrangement going on. And I'm embarrassed to tell you how much I'm paying. It's, it's incredible. It's like I'm paying something like $9.5 per month. And it's hosting everything, you know. Uh, really, really mind-blowing stuff. I do have Amazon, AWS and all of that stuff streaming the audio files, you know. I have them streaming some videos uh, but for the actual websites man it's like nine and a half dollars and that's it you know i have so far about three or four sites running off of it i'm gonna add more and i, I tell you what man the price of hosting is coming down so much it's absolutely incredible if you are paying more than ten dollars per month for hosting then 
uh, really and truly, you should be looking around, perhaps. And I'll tell you something else. If your hosting company's slow, this is what bothers me, folks, right? I mean, the Insider Club website was going really slow for months. Half the time, the pages wouldn't load. Sometimes the pages would take about 15 seconds to load on the forums. And I was getting to the stage where I was like, is this me? Is this my code that's causing all this grief? Maybe it's me. And every time I contacted the old hosting company, they were like, well, we looked at it and everything's fine here. Listen, folks, don't stand for that kind of stuff, okay? If your sites are going slow, if your hosting company's messing you around, do not feel trapped. You can find a new host. I'm telling you, man, there's some good, good hosting companies. Some of the ones who got recommended at the Insider Club were Media Temple. Um, thanks to Java for that. Uh, who else was it again? What was the other one? DigitalOcean. They look quite good. Uh, there's tons of them. I'll let you check them out. Um, the one that I ended up going with was Web Faction. And I'm kind of reluctant to make a big thing of this because every time I mention a hosting company I'm with, it's like the kiss of death, you know. Uh, I'm not saying that thousands of people go and all that because of me, but in the past when I mention, you know, every, every once in a while I find a good hosting company and if I mention it, I say, hey man, they're really fast. Two years later, the servers are grinding to a halt, you know, and... Um, the, the company either gets bought out or goes under. It is the kiss of death when I recommend here, so I'm I'm trying not to make too big a thing of that. Anyway, that's the vibe with hosting. Now, there's something else I wanted to, to talk about. Incidentally, I'm going to get Derek on soon to go through some of these more advanced hosting things. He's the tech guy, you know, and he's going to explain how to set up host with git and all that we have some cool stuff planned you know but in the meantime i want to talk about what's on the news and i want to talk about a new theory that i've got now i don't know if i have time for this but i'll i'll finish off and we'll see how far we get okay now imagine if you had someone came to your door every day Someone would knock on the door and you'd say, hey, how you doing? They'd say, hey, man, it's uh, Chico here. Nice to see you. Say, hey, come on in, Chico. How's tricks? And imagine if Chico says, ah, oh, you won't believe it out there, man. Burglaries, robberies, death. There are people being tortured and everything. There's all sorts of horror going on in the neighborhood. Eh? You'd be saying, man. That's kind of heavy. That's a heavy vibe. I never even knew that. Everything seems okay to me. The guy's like, no, it's, it's, there's all sorts of grim horrors out there. And the guy says, and you know something else? You are powerless. You'd say, what do you mean? He'd say, you cannot do anything about this stuff. All these problems that I'm giving you right now, you cannot do anything about it. All right, fair enough. Now imagine if the next day he came to your door. How you doing, Chico? Good to see you again. How's life? He says, terrible. You won't believe what happened. 
the whole place is going up in flames, man. It's a nightmare, blah, blah, blah. And you are totally powerless. You'd be like, man, that's a drag. Next day. Hi, Chico, how you doing? Oh, you won't believe it. It's terrible out there. Now, eventually, you would get to a point where the door would go and you'd say, Chico, will you please hit the bricks? I'm not having this anymore. You're just depressing me. You're lowering my vibrational levels, man. And this is just uncool, you know? I'm not up for this stuff. And uh, that's what you would do. And if you found out that actually this character who you were letting into your house, not only was he giving you all of this neg negative stuff and all that, but it turns out that he was basically lying about it, putting his own spin, his own depressing spin, you know? You would tell that person to hit the bricks, right? Okay? Now, here's a thought. When you switch on the news every day and you see what's going on, the first theme is that the news is always negative. Look at what's going on just now. They're talking about World War Three, this Ukraine-Russia nonsense, right? They're talking about two or three hundred Nigerian schoolgirls who have been kidnapped. They're talking about uh, digging up certain areas looking for the missing toddler, Madeleine McCann. The news is negative. This is the first key point, right? Second key point, the news is biased. It has a skew. There's not a single news agency on the planet, mainstream or otherwise, who do not add their own spin events. Now take the Ukraine thing for example, right? I happen to have a very good friend from Russia. She's, she's from Russia but she stays here. Stays about a mile down the road. I've known her for about 10 years. But I've also got a few Ukrainian friends. Now they're not in the neighbourhood. They are literally in the Ukraine. And I've been checking in with both sides here. So I've been saying to my Ukrainian friends, What's going on? What's the story? And I've been saying to the Russian friends, what's the story? And the plan was, I thought, I'm going to bring them both on this show. And I'm going to have us debating this out. We're going to have an intelligent conversation. And everything's going to be kind of cool. But you see, folks, I decided not to do this because, well, what's the point? I mean, the Russian gal, I, I've, I've spoken, right? I, I was staying at... In fact, is that her on the phone? I've got a funny feeling. It is! Ha <laughs> Hello? Hey Mary, I'm cool. I've just put I've just put you on loudspeaker. You're live on the DC radio network. I was just talking about you there. <laughs> See, so now people will believe me when I tell them that I've got a friend from Russia, right? So what do you think, people, about weapons of mass destruction? <laughs> well, I don't mind as long as they don't get in your hands, you know? <laughs> Let's... Let's find them. <laughs> I tell you I'm going to have to kill 
you. <laughs> okay. Listen, Dave, I've got a girl who needs a, 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 a CEO. All right. So I've, got her, uh, I've got her telephone number. I'll talk to, I'll talk to you about um, when you get here. Right, that's cool. I'll give you a phone later on, okay? All right, see you later. All right, catch you later. Bye. All right. Isn't it funny how the universe works? Just as I was talking about her, she came on. Anyway, as I was saying, and as I've now so brilliantly illustrated, I have a friend from Russia. I have a couple of friends from Russia and the Ukraine. And uh, I didn't want to press her about this on the phone because it's a heavy vibe, you know. But basically, when you go to Mary, she has Russian TV, Russian news running all the time. And my friends in the Ukraine, they have their side of the story. They are on the ground, so I'm I'm sure their side probably even has more weight, okay? Now, the point is, folks, that there's two versions of this whole soap opera which are doing the rounds just now. I'm talking about the Ukraine crisis, right? Version number one is the West's version of events. Now, the West's version of events go something like this. That guy Putin, Vladimir Putin, is an ex-KGB shady little shyster who has an invasion mindset going on. And he's invading the Crimea, and now he's invading sovereign territory. He's even sending... Troops of soldiers in without badges, terrorising the neighbourhoods. And that little shyster man, he wants to take over the planet Earth. Somebody needs to put him back in his place. That's pretty much the Western point of view. Now, the Russian point of view, which you don't hear, but I've heard from Mary because she is from Russia and she translates. The Russian point of view is different. And this is stuff that you won't hear on the kind of BBC, right? What the Russian perspective is, is basically this. Listen, the Ukraine is basically joining up with NATO. You might say, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, in doing so, part of the agreement for the Ukraine and NATO to hook up and all that is that NATO are planning on putting nuclear missiles in the Ukraine. These will be nuclear missiles that are pointing at Russia, capable of blasting Russia back to the Stone Ages in just a few minutes. Okay? Now, you may think that's acceptable. You may think it's unacceptable. But what the Russian perspective says is, look, Remember the Cuban crisis? Hello? Does anyone remember the Cuban crisis? Russia was, well, I don't think we can say allegedly, they were putting missiles in Cuba. And America said, America obviously led by JFK at the time, said, listen, Khrushchev, there is no way we are going to let you guys have missiles in our backyard so close to home. There is no way. And they gave them a deadline. They said, listen, Russia, you have until 6 p.m. to turn those ships around, the ships that are supplying this military build-up. You guys better turn those ships around or else. Everybody thought it was the end of the world. I was talking to my mum, and she said that at the time, 
she worked in, uh, I can't remember where it was, Lewis's or something, some shop, and she said that they sent everyone home early. The Cuban crisis was a very, very heavy vibe, and JFK really had his finger on the nuclear button here, and this was what it was over. The point I'm making, folks, is to have missiles, nukes, in someone's backyard is a very, very heavy thing. So the Russian perspective is, listen, all you NATO characters are planning and putting nukes in our backyard not so long ago since you tried it with us and look what happened. And furthermore, there's also a far right, a kind of right wing Nazi element that's gaining power in Ukraine. It's becoming substantial. It's not some obscure little faction. There really is a kind of far right uprising in Ukraine. It bothers us. We are concerned. We do have Russian-speaking people in the Ukraine and all that, and we're going to protect them. That is the Russian perspective. Now, I am just the messenger, right? And the question is, who's right and what side do you take? And let me give you my answer. You see... When you hear about something like this, when there's a conflict going on, we have a tendency to look at this and say, who's the good guys and who's the bad guys, okay? It's natural, right? Like watching, I don't know, some movie and you're trying to figure out, right, who's the goodies, who's the baddies, you know? Same with this, right? There is a saying, folks, that the first casualty of war is the truth. Do you hear me, people? It's the truth. So the point of the story is this. On the one hand, we've got the West's interpretation, which is, you know, Russia's invading and all that, and dodgy Putin and crazy kind of, uh, you know, these terrorizing, debadged soldiers in the neighborhood. That's one perspective. And then we've got the other perspective, the Russian side, saying, well, you know, you've got the NATO and nukes in the backyard and blah, blah, and this unelected president heading around and all of this. Who is right? Who is wrong? Let me give you the answer, folks, and I'm sorry if I'm waffling here. The answer is, I choose not to participate in this war. And that's what I'm saying to you. What if you actually just said, you know what, with this Ukraine-Russia thing and all that stuff, I'm not participating. I'm not going to take part in any of this. I'm just going to disengage, you know? Because when you think about the news, right, it's negative, right? The three traits of the news, it's negative, it's skewed, it's totally biased. And the last thing about the news that I'm going to give you here is that all of these stories make you feel disempowered because, because you can't really do anything about any of this stuff, can you? I mean, you can't do anything right now physically. All right, maybe you can beam some positive energy or something, but can you do anything to help the kidnapped Nigerians? Can you do anything to help the Ukraine-Russian conflict, you probably can't. 
So why bother engaging? And then it gave me a thought, folks. I had this idea. What if we actually just disengaged from the news? What if we actually just said, you know what, this, this old friend who we've let into our homes, whom we've let into our homes all these years, let's stop bringing this character in. Let's instead focus on learning, on moving forward on the good things. Do you hear me, people? Maybe we should do that, you know? So I have a little experiment that I'm going to be doing, and I invite you to join, right? I have to tell you, folks, I, I need to open this door, man. I'm getting baked alive here. Um, I was brought up in a, a house where the news was on all the time, all the time, just by default, just the news, always running, the news, you know. So it, th this is a big deal for me, you know. And what I'm saying is, let's switch the news off. Let's try it for one month. Does anybody want to join me here? Would you like to join me in the big news experiment? And I'm saying, let's just disengage from all of this negative stuff. Of course we care about the various horrors in the world, but unless we can do something about it, why even engage? Now, listen. If there's an anti-war protest or something, by all means go to it, right? I've been to a few anti-war protests. If you are a, a stock market trader who needs to watch the news as part of your job or something and you need to keep on top of things, that's fine. But let's just disengage from the constant negative disempowering biased garbage that we so eagerly let into our homes and i have a challenge for you listening i'm talking to you man and the challenge is let's disengage for one month don't worry if something major happens if there's a you know some major event that you need to know about don't worry you'll find out and if there's some big major thing, you know, a 9-11 or something, you can always switch it on, right? But you see that day-to-day -day moaning negative stuff. You know the vibe. It's like every 15 minutes, breaking news. The Pope tied his shoelaces, you know. The royal family had another holiday, right? Uh, and that's the good stuff, by the way, right? The negative stuff is really heavy. Why not just disengage? If anything big comes up, obviously we'll find out. Obviously, we may want to give that some attention. But today is the day when we raise the vibrational levels. I'm challenging you to join me. It's May the 7th. Let's switch off for one month and see what happens. Would you be willing to do that? Would you like to keep me updated on how it's getting on? I'd like to hear. Join me at the Insider Club at insiderclub.org. There's a discussion forum. And I would invite you to come on and just let me know how it goes. Even one week. Can you do it for one week? Stay away from the news. I'm telling you folks, right? Stay away from it. 
And I'll tell you something else. I was out last night. I, I don't know why, man. I was just kind of feeling a bit miserable and I headed to my mum's house. I know that doesn't sound very macho, but, uh, you know, my mum's really cool and intelligent. So I headed to my mum's. I said, you know what, let's just go to the beach, you know. It must have been about eight at night. And I was like, okay. So we got together, we drove to the beach. I'm kind of a random guy. I like doing things like this. And one of the things that's nice at the beach at night is to have some good old fish and chips. Here in the UK, they call them fish stoppers. They are uh, disgusting. They are high fat. They are pretty much tasteless. The most unhealthy meal ever. And I would never recommend eating fish suppers. They're generally disgusting. But I thought, you know what? Let's just go to the beach, have some fish suppers, have a few laughs. And we headed. And we headed to a place called Troon. T-R-O-O-N. And let me tell you folks, I found this little chip shop I headed in and there was this gal serving who was really striking, I mean strikingly good looking, you know, she, she, uh, she had kind of African appearances going on, you know, dark skin and afro hair and that's not a big deal uh, in any way but the only reason I mention it is because it's really unusual in Scotland, right? There's not too many people in Scotland who you know, are of that race, and you know, it's, it's just a factual statement, but she was really, um, really strikingly attractive, smiling, and I mean, it, it, an incredibly good looking person, and she headed up, and I wasn't even the guy being served, but I could see her serving my, my mum, and she was smiling and happy, and my mum said, can I get a bottle of water with this, you know? And she said, yeah, no problem. She said, listen, uh, the water has just came in. We haven't had a chance to put it in the fridge. It might be a little bit cold. Is that okay with you? My mum's like, sorry, a little bit hotter than usual. Is that okay? My mum's like, yeah, no worries. She's like, okay. She headed out, came back. She says, listen, I'm just making your dinner. I'll put this in the fridge anyway whilst I'm making the old fish suppers and maybe it'll be a bit colder when it gets out and she's smiling and laughing and at the end she's like here you are and she's like oh I'll give you some nice tartar sauce as well. The point is this was one of the most positively charged people I've ever seen and other people were coming in and she was smiling and how are you doing and as my mum went away and I was with my mum and she was like okay have a good evening take care, bye, and she meant it, she absolutely meant it, you know, and I just thought, wow, and I'm not going off on a kind of like, um, you know, ogling at women type vibe, that's not the wavelength I'm on here, folks, the point is, I thought about that gal, and just this incredibly friendly, radiant person, who genuinely cared about the customers, who very authentically said, have a nice day or a great evening, and she meant it. And I thought to myself, you know, whatever she does in life, she is going to be successful. I don't know where she'll be in five or ten years. Maybe I'll never see this person again. But if she carries that energy around with her, 
that radiant, happy, you know, wide-eyed, cheerful, positive attitude, caring and all that, she is going to be unstoppable. I can feel it, and everyone in the place could feel it. Now, why can't you be that kind of person? Why can't you be the kind of person for whom you walk into a room and it's like, man, it lights up, everybody's like, yeah, and you are this force for good. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean going around being all sunshine and smiles. The book, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People, I think it's a bit oversimplistic because basically his vibe is be really happy and the nicest guy, I'm <laughs> Mr. Happy! And that's how you win friends and influence people. I kind of disagree. I think that can be an ingredient for trouble. There is a time for peace, but there is a time for war. So we, you know, I'm not saying we go around like some robot, but the point is we can retune our frequencies. Some of you folks aren't ready for conversations like this, but Einstein and Thomas Edison both said that the brain is a receiver and transmitter of information, right? And you hear me talking about vibes a lot on the show, right? So it's like, how many times have you walked into a room and you know that there's been an argument or something? You can feel it, okay? And I'm saying, you might accept this, you might not accept this, but you are radiating a sort of energy. You may call it a vibe, a vibrational frequency, whatever you want. Now, I can give you scientific explanations for this, and I can give you semi-supernatural explanations for this. Truth is, none of that stuff really matters, because the point is, you are radiating this energy. I am, you are, blah, 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 blah. And if I go back to the news thing, I'm telling you right now, when you switch on that news, it's lowering the energy. It's constantly saying you are disempowered. It's constantly saying the world is full of misery. It's constantly giving you this biased picture of what's going on. Join me. Join me in the great news experiment. One month, no news, and I want you to head to insiderclub.org and tell me if you notice any change when you switch off the news. This has been David Connolly. Stay cool, and I'll catch you soon. Bye.